You are listening to Jump the Creek, where we take a nostalgic look at the past, an honest look at the present, and a hopeful look at the future. I'm your host, Ben Tolson, and with me is your other host, Jacob Tolson. Hello, Jacob. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? Oh, man, I'm doing good. Happy to talk to you. Yeah, I think our last episode published last year. Yeah, it takes time. I moved from North Carolina to Wichita, Kansas. That was that was a lot of work and it was an exciting adventure. But we're yeah, here that's now. Yeah, a big move. Well, it's it's cool. We moved because we wanted to be closer to everyone basically. I mean, North Carolina is a really cool place and I miss it almost every day, but I also am really enjoying exploring a new place and Wichita is is pretty fun so far. You're closer to some friends and and family there and it's also it's, it's still it's still about 12 hours away but it's still much closer than North Carolina to yeah. where we live. So well we could meet in the middle easier that's for sure. And uh, Megan has new found family in Colorado. So that's also going to be really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So a lot, we, we haven't, we didn't do any like major move or anything like that, but you know, there have been quite a few world events and I was, I was joking with you the other day when we were talking about what we wanted to, what topic we wanted to cover today. And, you know, I, I think I said something like we could talk about the, the riot on the Capitol in January, or we could talk about the conflict in the Middle East or, you know, a dozen other major topics that have dominated the news cycle, you know, pick your, pick your poison, but that's not, that's not the focus of this show. We're not, we might, we might weigh in on certain things from time to time, but you know, we want to keep it a little bit light. Yeah. It's the, all that stuff can go on and it will, and there's nothing we can do about it. So we might as well just talk about what's what's good for us and what we can do with the lives that we've had. I, I think I think every once in a while, like if we do talk about those kinds of things, it's really more in the context of how we're trying to navigate those conversations with our kids and and kind of the in the context of what we hope for the future, but not, you know, listen to this podcast for a hot take on such and such. Yeah. There's other people can do that. Yep. So, but I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear you're doing well. Now it hasn't, it hasn't been six months since you and I spoke. So we've, we've kept up to date, but yeah. it's just been a we, long time we since we published an episode. We, with, with my journey, just to, if anyone cares, we did finally get a closing date for our house and that's a big deal because it's been hard to buy this house. So it's definitely, it's a seller's market right now. And so just almost everywhere, it's difficult to, it's already difficult to get into a home at a decent price, but then you were dealing with some stuff on top of that, right? Yeah. Well, we had a short sale situation and because of the time that takes to kind of evolve, you the market changed during that time, so it became more difficult. But ultimately, 
you know, we know we love the house that we bought, so we were just going to make it work however we could. But now you're, now you're officially, so you you were like moved in, things were still not finalized and that's not a fun situation, but now like you're officially in, it's officially closing. It's not closed, but we have a closing date and we have all the, all the finances from the seller and, and for us are all situated. So I was thinking uh, since it's been a while, rather than jump right back into the deep end, I kind of had this idea, thought it would be fun to do something a little bit different. And my idea was, you know, we've most kids just as a part of being a kid kind of become obsessed with things. Sometimes it's a place, sometimes it's a song or a movie or a toy, you know, whatever the thing is. So I thought it'd be fun to make that the topic of our nostalgic look at the past. Yeah, I've, I've definitely got things, some things on that board. we're yeah. So so I figured we could start with and and you and I actually didn't like look at each other's notes ahead of time. So I'm I'm really interested to hear like what you came up with, and then like I've got my own thing. But then we will pivot into talking a little bit about some of the things our kids are obsessed with. Yeah. And, oh, uh, man. yeah. And, and how, how we're weathering that as parents. I think that's always a fun topic, but first I want to hear about what young Sir Jacob was obsessed with as a kid. Go. Well, I, I had a moment that definitely had a bunch of pogs I had, and this is, this is, from visiting Nana in Hawaii, she introduced okay, me to Okay, wait pogs. a second. I got to stop you right there. Did we, did we think of the same thing? Because is, that, that is what I was going to talk about. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, no. it was a weird thing that uh, it's definitely not popular now. But I you have the slammers. You've got, you got your different, different thickness slammers and that was just a weird thing that came and went but man i really was into it that was my pokemon pogs yeah same okay so yeah that's that's exactly what i was going to to bring up and for those <laughs> for those who were unfortunate enough not to have heard of pogs before they were basically these plastics like small round Sorry, not plastic, cardboard. Small round cardboard discs. To think come like in a the bottom chip, of a, a poker nope, chip. Yeah. 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 So think think like a poker chip size about made of cardboard and usually like with some kind of design or print on it. And so and and it it wasn't at least not that I remember, it wasn't like Pokemon in the sense that there were different point values for, for each one. But you kind of you wanted to collect a bunch because when you played the the Pogs game, you're basically stacking them together. I don't know. I I can't even remember the rules. Like I should have looked this up in preparation. But from what I remember, like you stack them up and you kind of like bet, quote unquote, bet some number of your own Pogs against the other person's slammer. And and the slammer was like it's the same circumference as the pogs but it's thicker and it's some some are made of plastic some are made of wood some are made of metal and 
it basically slammed those down on top of the stack and whichever pogs didn't weren't able to stay on this on the stack like kind of flew off or whatever that person like won those pogs from you am i remember am i remembering that correctly no i think that's exactly right but you know this i was so young i don't know for sure but yeah, I, and, that you sounds know, of course, it sounds right we probably made up our own rules and and stuff like that but yeah we it, it was any anywhere we could collect them that was that was our obsession that was what we were focused on like that was that was our main goal and you know getting together with friends like you're comparing pogs and you're comparing slammers and that was that was the big thing like i remember like collecting pogs was cool but if you had a really heavy thick slammer you were like the king yeah you get a metal like a metal one which none of this makes any sense in any way why why but it's no different than i don't know playing dice or playing jacks i mean just it's a fun game that kids played but this one in particular i mean that's that was the one in my childhood that was the biggest deal yeah and it it was a fun game i think like one of the things that i remember the most is how what really sticks with me is how some of the designs were just like so cool and i remember like laying my pogs out in rows and just looking at the designs and admiring like the different patterns people used or sometimes it was you know some cartoon or something like that and each of them like had their own unique thing and that was kind of that was kind of a fun part of being a pog enthusiast is getting to appreciate the art that went into these little individual pieces. It's so funny that we are talking so much about pogs. I, I hadn't, I mean, so it's super funny because when I, when I asked you about this, you know, I said, I want it to be, I want it to be kind of a surprise. I want to be surprised with what you (laughs) think of, and I'm going to surprise you with what I thought of. And it's so funny to me that we both went there so t- you you brought up you mentioned going to see Nana and I want to hear a little bit of, more about your memories about Pogs kind of around visiting Nana and are you, are you talking about visiting in Hawaii? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for we sure, need to. But I think have we talked about the Hawaii trip? We a little bit. I mean, I yeah, I can't remember if we did an episode about that, but we will have to do that at some point. But that's not what yeah. this is. But go ahead. That was my first introduction to Pogs was they used to be sold under the milk caps at the small grocery stores in Kona in Hawaii. And the kids there played Pogs. So that was kind of where that started for me. And I, you know, it was it was hard being a, you know, I'm like dark Irish Caucasian kid in Hawaii playing with the kids. <laughs> so trying to trying to navigate those waters i was like yeah of course i'm gonna play pogs with you i don't know know exactly like how it got back to the states but we definitely had it you know and some yeah that's that's one of my questions is i can't remember oh go ahead oh well i just i i feel like it's a really niche topic i've never met anyone that where we've we've talked about playing pogs as kids but I haven't ever broached the subject, so maybe they're out there. 
Is it, I mean, is it one of those things you just don't talk about? No, I, so that, that was one of the questions I had is I, cause I kind of remember, like I vaguely remember it being something that we picked up in our visit to Hawaii, but that coming back to the States and like going to school and stuff, like there was, there, it was definitely a fad at some point. Am I, am I remembering that right? Like, yeah, I'm, no, I'm it was, sure. it, it was, and this is when we were in Stockton don't i don't remember it happening anywhere else besides when we lived in stockton california not that it was only in stockton but it was not in colorado yeah i and i don't know if like i had moved on by that point but i definitely don't remember the colorado years being you know pog years so looking on (laughs) i'm looking on amazon right now you can get 200 assorted pog milk caps with six slammers for 26.99 it's it is, it is a thing you can still buy. I won't be doing that. I won't not be doing that. You won't, we'll you, see. So you may may be doing that. Hey, it's a fun, it's yeah. a fun innocent game that is helps helps build some type of skill, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess, see, I'm now, I'm like, oh, I need to go look up the rules, and I'm going to buy a couple of sets, and I'm going to get the kids into it. Because they don't, they don't have enough things that they're already obsessed with. Yeah, that's that's the but reason I'm that's, not doing it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of fun. So I, you know, the equivalent kind of shifting gears here. The equivalent in our household right now, I would have to say, is Pokemon. And mm. I can't remember if Pokemon cards had been around like when we were kids, but I, I, I want to say they really took off like right after. I graduated from high school. Yeah, Pokemon, and so like we we completely missed Pokemon that happened wave. while I was into skateboarding. So I was like anti Pokemon. Not that there's anything wrong with yeah. Pokemon, but I was busy like being a rebel and skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. So Just, like at at the time, at the time you didn't you didn't have time for Pokemon. No, it was it was girls and skateboarding for me. At, at that time, I missed the sweet spot, but you know, it's still a thing. And then it became a thing again. It's really confusing to me, but you know, well there now, like there are whole TV series and new movies that keep coming out and, and the Pokemon the card, Go thing, the Pokemon card. Yeah. The Pokemon Go, but, but card trading has not slowed down. I mean, it, that is the, that is the main activity among Pokemon enthusiasts, at least the ones in my household, they're constantly trading cards with one another, with their friends. 90% of the conflicts in our home have to do with Pokemon cards and misunderstandings and somebody stealing cards or somebody saying that they didn't mean to trade that card. It's, you know, it's a little bit out of hand. You can turn it into a currency at some point. Yeah, we may have to do that. So, so that's, that's one of the things, but like one of, one of the, something I really appreciate that I can, I can find value in this tendency to kind of become obsessed, you know, as kids and as a parent, it is, it is frustrating and annoying sometimes to have to break up fights. And sometimes it's a little bit tedious hearing your kids explain in great detail the difference between two different Pokemon. And that's, you know, that's not to say that I couldn't 
take the time and get into it so that I understood, you know, that language. And I've done, I've done that before with certain things, but for, for all the downsides, I think that's that tendency to kind of become obsessed is something that I want to encourage and kind of foster because I know for myself, like there are still things that like that, that tendency to kind of get attached to something and become obsessed with it well, never really went away. For me looking at you, your, your attention and passion in music has been such a huge driving force in your life. And to have that focus and then since you, you can have it in one thing, it helps you to have it in other stuff that you do. Mine, mine was skateboarding. I mean, that was, and I also, you know, fairly musical, but to, to have such a passion to where you fall down and hurt yourself over and over and over again for really no reason, just it's because you want to get it right. That's a, it's a really important thing to instill in anyone. I mean, you know, your kids obviously, but yeah. So what are, what are some things that, what are some obsessions that you're seeing with from with my, my your son? Yeah. Well, he, he is very determined in, in almost everything he does. He loves, like, he loves to climb any, any kind of climbing and obstacle course kind of thing. It's almost impossible to drag him away from, which is great. And for me, I'm like, yeah, do it. The more the more practice you get, the less likely you are to die. Just as a parent, I'm like, yes, try try hard things and just keep trying them because yeah, you never know what's he's gonna have to deal with. Just in general, he's he's very he's a very focused child. He he likes to watch videos like Roblox of people playing Roblox. And that has not been easy because I don't want him to do that. But I know that's a thing. So yeah. So our what what are their ages? Our ten year old is currently obsessed with Roblox and not just watching it, but also playing it. And yeah. So I I get it's I I would almost rather he just watch other people play it because when they play video games and things don't go the way they want them to, or like a level is too hard. They get very upset. And, you know, on the one hand, I'm like, well, why do you, why are you playing that if it's making you that upset? And then on the other hand, I, I totally get that. There are things that I do that I enjoy doing that are challenging. And when, when I can't overcome one of the challenges, I start to feel frustrated. And I just express that differently because I'm older and I have more tools, you know. But, but yeah, the, the Roblox thing and really anything that you can, watch other people do on a screen, I think has a tendency to take advantage of that instinct to like kind of become obsessed with or become really interested in something and not always in a good way. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind it sometimes, especially if, if I really have a long list of things that I have to do, I'm like, yes, you can, you can watch that while you eat lunch. But the, the obsession part is, has been an issue. I mean, getting like saying, "Okay, it's time to stop," and him losing his mind is is not fun. 
but yeah. ultimately it's it's on me i mean i'm the one who let him right you watch it so you he's, you put he's the five years the old so i can't expect him to to not freak out i guess i don't know and i don't want to you know i we grew up different different time i mean we had we had our first stepdad was which is i don't remember a whole lot of parenting from when mom and dad were together because i was so young but our first stepdad was he was in vietnam i mean he he didn't he didn't have a whole lot of oh yeah sure moments right he he wasn't he wasn't well versed in like emotional intelligence and empathy and and understanding i mean so this is yeah and it's hard to say that and it not sound like that's criticism i no, think I, that there is a responsibility i value that time and you know in in a way yeah i mean so if you can one of one of the marks of being a healthy adult is being able to put those experiences into context and take the positive lessons out of it and also be able to process through some of the ways that it created challenges for you emotionally and so we're just We've learned so much more since that time. We have so many, we just have a lot better information. And what's interesting is, and, and, and this is, this kind of trips me up sometimes because I, I want to, I want to restate that I, when I say those things, I'm not meaning to be critical. It's really just a matter of pointing out the fact that those, those tools and that information wasn't as widely available. Most parents and step parents are working, were working from the template they were given, you know, when, when they were being raised by parents who had even less information, you know, knew even less about child development and all of that stuff. But I think sometimes now that we have more of that information, we feel more responsible and more guilty when we don't when when we don't let that information guide the way we respond to our kids and i have to remember that yeah we have new information but the hardware's the hardware is all the same like the circuitry in our brain and the way that we are wired and you know millions of years of evolution yeah like just so because it's, you it's this, introduce uh, new information the sweet spot sometimes for me is trying to be informed and also just let him be himself, which, you know, it's, it's hard to do sometimes because you want him for, for me, I, I want Milo to ultimately just be like the best version of himself, but the best version of himself is me sometimes just leaving him alone and letting him be himself. It's, it's, how everyone is it you can you can overthink it but it's sometimes it's worth it to just let go and see what happens yeah well and so like relating this back to things that we become obsessed with as kids you know i i feel like i might remember a handful of times when something that i was really interested in was criticized in some way or you know made made fun of in some way but not not very much. I feel like I feel like for the most part the things that I was interested in and 
and the things that I like got really excited about and wanted to talk about, I had at least the the freedom to explore those things without somebody being like, that's dumb. You need to put that, you know? And so, you know, when it comes to our kids being themselves and I, at the very least want to give them the room to explore their interests without feeling, Oh, is, is dad going to think this is silly or, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's, that's, that's been really fun at this age with Milo because he's, He's just into, he's like trying to build things and he's climbing and drawing and there's, I, there's every direction happening all at the same time. Wonder, wonder what, what, what it's going to be. I don't know yet. Yeah. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see kind of the transition from these, you know, like toys and, and games and TV show related obsessions and how those might change into and you know like with with our oldest with Jaden he's 14 now and he's been super into Minecraft for many years and in the beginning it wasn't as much the video game as it as it was the Minecraft Legos and he would collect those and build worlds and then he started playing the games a little bit more and now it's kind of evolved into something where he actually has a shared server with friends and they all build in that same world together and get to interact with each other there. And so it's kind of become a part of his social life, you know. And so to to go from what it was to him when he was, you know, eight or nine years old and then to look at what it is today, it's you could you could look at that and say, oh yeah, he's just been obsessed with Minecraft for six years. But but the nature the nature of his interest and how he and how he's kind of expressed his fascination with Minecraft has changed and in and in some ways matured. And so that's really neat to watch. Yeah. I know I know when we were there he talked about it in very intense detail. And I I, I can, I can respect how awesome it is that he like just is invested. That's the thing. Like to be passionate about anything is a, it's a good idea. Not anything, but you know, creative well, things and, especially. And that's part of our our childhood. Yeah, and and looking at that specifically, like it is a video game, and so it's it would be easy to look at that and be like, oh, you're just obsessed with a video game. But if, if you just look a, a level deeper, you know, we can see that for him, it is creation. Like he's using his imagination to build, you know, towns and different types of structures and, you know, like working within the rules of the game to get the materials he needs and, and collaborating with other people. And then, you know, there's the social aspect of it where it's like, yeah, he's playing a game with his friends, but he's also talking to them and keeping up with them and it's it's kind of how he connects. And so, you know, just going going beyond the surface, you see how how deep and rich that particular obsession is in his life, you know? And it's, you know, like I'm describing it now as if I understand it and I always treat it that way, but you know, sometimes 
I do feel frustrated that, oh, he didn't do his chore or he didn't keep up with his homework. And it's because of that, you know, quote unquote, stupid video game. Yeah. But, but there's equity there. But if I, I mean, there's, there's value in what he's doing. Yeah. And, and that's not to say that I'm, that I'm wrong for feeling frustrated because I want, I want there to be balance. It's not, you know, like it's fair for him to take care of his responsibilities and to, and it's important for him to keep his grades up and all of that. But in my frustration, you know, like I want to avoid reducing the thing that is a pretty significant part of his life and well-being to a stupid video game, you know. And you know, because like I wouldn't do that to myself. Yeah. About I mean, if you, if you had something my, you were my, passionate about, you wouldn't want somebody to be like, quit doing that thing that you love. Yeah. So like I, I go work out at Camp Gladiator, and it's you know for me it's it is a workout. It's a way that I stay fit. But there are lots of other things I can do to stay fit. You know, like why would I pay however much it's fifty dollars a month? to go and have somebody tell me how to lift weights and stuff like that. But there's also, there's also community. So I'm, I'm getting connected with other people and it's recreation. It is physical health, but it's also like part of, it's part of my emotional health, being able to connect with and talk to other people. And so, yeah, I would, I would feel frustrated if somebody was like, why do you, why do you pay $50 just to go, you know, throw weights around? Cause you know, like it's, it's a lot more than that. So yeah. it, it's going to be, be, I think, I think the point I was trying to make with Jaden's example is I feel like what we're, what, what I want to make sure I don't miss is the, it is offering the kind of support and encouragement when it comes to the things my kids are interested in so that, so that they always stay curious and they allow their interests to continue to evolve and, you know, turn into the kinds of things that like the things that I'm interested in today and obsessed with bring me lots of joy. And they are, they are, many of them are connection points, you know, with other people, things that, things that I'm like interested in or obsessed with that I share in common with other people. And it becomes something that like I get to have these fun conversations about and and so i feel like just ev- even growing up in an environment where like seeking out interest just wasn't challenged if if i can if i can get so much joy out of staying curious and you know having obsessions now like how much more significant would that be if i was actually proactive as a parent supporting those things and kind of trying to dig into those interests a little bit more to understand them. Yeah, for Milo, that he just, he's so young still, but that he can get to a place where he's picked any anything in particular and uh, is super passionate about it. Now, I definitely, it's going to always be a point to kind of foster whatever he's doing. It's, it's difficult, I think, for any parent to continue to just let them do whatever they happen to think of but yeah that's a that's a big deal it's important everyone to don't don't lose sight of what you want to do and what you're passionate about it's hard to it's hard is to there do. any yeah yeah and you know there 
there's life definitely sometimes has a way of kind of stealing that from you, whether it's because of circumstances or I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I, w- I wanted to, I wanted to ask you a question though, because this is something that I'm, I'm kind of curious about for myself, but what are there, are there things that you are kind of like obsessed with or passionate about now that you're hoping as Milo gets older, he'll kind of like sh- start to share those passions with you? Just generally, it's, that's a very loaded question because I've, I've had skill sets in a lot of different areas, but I want, I just want him to be capable. If something happens, I want him to be able to deal with it. It's it's hard to articulate, but like general life skills, like in, in my opinion, being able to fix things in your home and things like that, I'm very hopeful that he will be able to be able to kind of look at something and understand what's wrong and how to fix it. We've talked about this, me and you, before about. That's a, it's kind of something that comes with time. I've, I've been doing property management for a while and I've, I've learned a lot over time how to fix and just take care of my own stuff. But I think that's a very, very valuable skill. I don't want him to like necessarily do that for a job, but I want for him to, to know and understand. So I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't, I don't think of I don't think of that as much as kind of an obsession or interest. I mean, it can be, yeah, but I don't see, I, I don't, for, I don't for myself, I think of it as kind of just like a life go ahead. skill. Music would be really cool if he, and he is already very like musical. There's an instrument laying around. He's going to grab it and play it. Yeah. We never, so that that was one of the things like we never wanted to push our kids into music and I didn't really actually, you know, pick up a guitar and, and start getting really serious about music until I was 14. And so it was one of those things where I was like, well, you know, we'll kind of see what happens. We'll keep all the instruments and the piano and, and everything. We'll keep it around and see if something happens. And, you know, now Asa, who is, is he 11? I think that's right. No, he's 12. Yeah, he's 12 years old. Is he 12? <laughs> I can't keep track. No, he's 12. Anyways, Asa is starting to get really interested in singing. And he doesn't play an instrument yet, but that's something he's kind of shown some interest in. But like he wanted, he he came to me a couple of months ago and was like, hey, I want to write a song with you. And that was, that was one of the first moments where I was like, oh, wow. So uh, there's, it's one thing to sort of become interested in something that your kid is obsessed with. And, you know, I think, it's it's one thing too to there are these pop culture things like we we're, we all love the Marvel movies and we all love you know like it's those are those are kind of easy to come by but these more specialized interests where it's I love writing songs you know for it to kind of come from the other direction and for them to see that that's something that I'm interested in and and love doing and being like oh I think I might want to do that too and uh, and I might want to do that with you. Yeah, that's that's a really neat experience. I I hope I hope for that. Milo is so young. I just don't know what's going to happen. So the adventure is is, is the storyline so far. Just just to f- see what what he's going to want to do is going to be exciting. 
Yeah, you've got you've got some time. Maybe Uncle Ben will buy some pogs. Send yeah, him, send them up to Wichita. See, he he would be into it. I'm almost positive. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna buy some for myself. I mean, are, are you kidding me? What did I say? It was like 300 what? pogs and some slammers. 26 bucks. That's a bargain. Yeah. I mean, I would have. Oh, it was, it was 200. That's still that's 200. I would have gone if if somebody had come to me and been like, hey. Hey Ben, for your birthday, we got you 200 pogs and six slammers. I would have lost my mind. Yeah, it would have been it would have been joyous, just the the most joy. And we're gonna we're gonna bring it back. We're gonna we're gonna spread the pog enthusiasm. I bet there's right. that's that's the other thing, and we didn't really get into this kind of talking about like the future. But one of the things I'm super excited about is with with the internet it's easier than ever to find other people who are like obsessed with the same weird thing that you are, you know, like, yeah. Oh man, Pokemon I'm sure cards. like there, there could be a, a pogs group out there. Yeah. I bet there is. I bet there is a pog support group. I mean, a pogs group. I'm just kidding. No, there's, there, there probably is. There's, there's a forum somewhere. I'm not going to go look for it right now, but I think, I think that does it for this episode. I enjoyed talking about this stuff and i still can't believe we were we were thinking of the same thing yeah i love it love it well all right bro it was good to talk to you i love you i love you i love you and i love you all right love you you.